Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We've got another episode of news and the like. Going to cover Afghanistan one last time. We're going to cover some really interesting things that have popped up in the news this week. Um, Talk about Joe Biden a little bit. Talk about the Colorado River. And the federal government has opened an investigation into five states claiming they're racist. Let's get to it. All right, let's do the ad read thing. So, uh, the first piece of news that we're going to cover tonight is probably one of the biggest pieces of news. The third book from the author, formerly known as Jack Casey, Crowned by Gold, is finally out and will be available for your purchase in stores. I was going to have him on tonight, and then I forgot to reach out to him. So we'll have him on Thursday night to do a little segment uh, on his new book. And then I'm just going to shit on him because he's a, he uh, takes forever to write things. And the book was done in crayon. As you can tell from the picture there, it was drawn in crayon, written in crayon, all the crayons. Um, and so what's actually interesting is uh, I was being paid to crap on his book. And then someone else decided they wanted to pay me more money to not crap on his books because apparently they're pretty good. So I've just decided to attack him as a person because that's what we do in politics. We attack people and not their ideas. The Alaskan Raven for all of your meme needs. Um, If you need to meme, reach out to the Alaskan Raven right there. All right. Tom for 52.com. That's T-O-M-F-O-R-5-2.com. Hit the donate button. Uh, sign up. There's no quit and quitter. The Tennessee Radical Caucus. Go on Facebook and join the Tennessee Radical Caucus. Or go to lpradicalcaucus.org to join. Uh, I thought there was another one. Oh, there is. There is. It's down here. Got a new one for you this week. And it's actually in a video. So I'm going to show you this. It is the Greasy Porcupines. Mobile auto repair service. Road service, tune-ups, and maintenance service and repair. Affordable pricing. Excellent customer service. Quality workmanship. And it's coming to a neighborhood near you. Go to greasyporcupines.org to find out how you can become a part of the service or call that number right there on the screen. So the way it works is um, it is a service that you pay what you think the service is worth or what you think that you're able to pay that day. Um, And it's a really interesting concept. It's basically a free market solution to uh, provide automotive services for people who really probably can't afford much of anything. Um, there have been people that are donating to him to help him com- 
com, uh, continue providing these services to people as well as people who have paid initially and gone back and paid later when they could do more. Um, if you want to find out how you can be a part of this service or how you can help support this service, um, bring it back up here, greasyporcupines.org. Um, if you want to find out more about it, so go check it out. It's an awesome concept. Um, it's mobile and, uh, it's, it's a really good thing. And that is not it because you need to go find us on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, and Twitter. Like, subscribe, follow, share all of the good things that you need to do. Do those things and do them now. I will move in to our first segment, which is the 811 call before you dig segment. Because nothing is nothing's worse than being a dick and cutting out your neighbor's power because you're trying to hide a body. So ammo prices this week are actually trending upwards slightly. Uh, so the 29th of this week is about 33 cents a round on 9mm, and it's now at 36 cents a round. But it's a slight jump. It's uh, For the year, it's trended down greatly. Um, it's the lowest it's been for the year so far, and hopefully... Uh, it's a slight jump up, and it'll continue going down. All right, <clears throat> so I'm going to get into the hard stuff first. Uh, so we're still talking about Afghanistan. Um, and so it's an uncorroborated source, but I have a source that's relayed to me that there are still troops in Afghanistan, contrary to what you're seeing in the news. Um the uh, claim is that the final U.S. troops left early in the morning or late last night, one of the two, and that is it. Um, yes, fuck Biden's Russian ammo ban. Um, I can actually go over that real quick. So what has happened is the United States uh, Department of State covers the ITAR, which is the International Trade and Arms or something like that, you can look up. I didn't have that prepped. But it's ITAR, and they control the exportation and importation of all guns, ammo, and munitions. Um, armaments, anything related to firearms, aircraft, tanks, anything of that nature. Um, if it goes out or comes in and it falls under the ITAR, they regulate it. Um, and so... What has happened there is they've basically put a complete ban on any ammunition made in Russia. So the State Department has said, we're not going to allow ammo that comes from this nation to come into our nation. So what's going to happen then, basically, is Tula is going to probably build a satellite plant in China. They will ship the ammo from Russia to China and then import it or they'll send it to another nation and then import it that way. Because that's how these things work. It's not the first time they've done this. And it won't be the last. So back on to uh, Afghanistan. Yeah, there's so there's unsubstantiated reports that there are still troops on the ground. I've not found any evidence of it. But the source is fairly reliable. I would say in the next coming days, we'll probably see some uh, footage or evidence of this leak out. Um, or it could just be uh, the you know, groups of special forces that are still on on site, the teams, as they call them, um, that are still on site. Um, 
So it, it uh, it, yes and no. The troops, the the main the main units are gone, but there's still lingering units on site. Um, they've announced that they don't know how many Americans are still left in Afghanistan. They've estimated anywhere between a hundred to five, six hundred Americans that are still left on site. They don't know, um, which is a problem because that is our job. Where we're, we're that's that's the the claim that they've made, right? That's why we sent uh, an extra. Uh, the extra troops back into Afghanistan was to get Americans out, but yet we've left Americans behind and we don't know how many are there. So once again, the government has shown it is not even capable of doing a head count. Um, kids learn to do that in kindergarten. They line up front to, front to rear and they count off one, two, three, four, five. Um, so, yeah. But this is the story I wanted to cover. I can... Pull it up here. So as many of you would know, there was a suicide bombing in Kabul. If I can get this whole screen to go get that out of there. There we go. A suicide bombing in Kabul a few days ago. And the reason I find that important is this headline right here. There were 13 American kill, thirteen Americans killed in the bombing, and the vast majority of them were born in or around the time of 9-11-2001. And the reason why it's so important is it shows an aspect of why this war was such absolute, total, utter bullshit. These kids... And I'm going to call them kids. Um, They, as the headline says, never knew a nation at peace. But these would have been kids that would have been in late elementary school, early middle school, that would have been writing letters to soldiers overseas. They would have been telling them to come back home safe and kill the bad guy and all these things. And then we've been there so fucking long. that they ended up over there themselves and didn't come back safe. So we need to stop these wars. This is this is something that's gone on too long, and this is something that can't continue to go on. And as the article opens up with, it says, they had signed up to do their part to heal a country, their own, that had not known a moment of peace in their entire lives. Riley McCollum wanted to become a history teacher, but only after doing what he could as a Marine to serve his country. Hunter Lopez knew this was what he wanted since he was 11 years old. Ryan Knoss knew it in second grade. These were American children that we sacrificed to the gods of war. To the to the BAEs and the North of Grunhams and the Raytheons, the these companies that make money for this. These were these were children of America that were sacrificed on the altar of 
faux patriotism because our government is so incapable of doing anything that the one thing that we seem to be good at we can't even do right um americans should have been evacuated civilians should have been gotten out of harm's way and then pull the troops out but we knew for a year we knew for fucking 20 years we were going to leave eventually but it wasn't something they planned on doing and so out of the 13 americans killed we sacrificed children because of i don't even know what anymore I don't know why. I don't know why we keep promulgating this idea that we need to send Americans to die for other nations. As I covered the last time I was on, it wasn't last week, and I apologize for that. Um, work was what it was. Um, 6,000 Americans had to die during this war. Another 13 were killed. Out of those 13, the vast majority of them were children. I don't I don't care at this point. We need to out. Get everyone out and be done with it. Stop instigating these damned wars. <clears throat> that same bombing led to a drone strike a few days later alleging that there was a vehicle inbound to Kabul that was also loaded down with explosives on its way to kill more Americans and civilians. And our natural response was a drone strike. I don't have the article pulled up here. Um, I'm sure a lot of you might have seen it by now. Um, Yeah, exit plan should have been better, but yeah. We, I mean, Trump had talked about the, the quote-unquote treaty he signed with the Taliban when he was still president. We've known for almost a year that we were leaving. Why is this now a thing that we're worried about? Why, why is it now, all of a sudden, once, once Americans are dying, Americans give a shit? I can tell you why, because most Americans don't think about it. Most Americans went on about their daily lives. They wondered who was going to win the Bachelor or the Bachelorette. Who is going to win this year's uh, season of Survivor or The Amazing Race? Or who is going to be, you know, killed off in their favorite TV show? While all the fact, while all the fact remat, you know, remained was that Americans were dying day after day, year after year. And no one gave a shit. If there had been wall-to-wall coverage of the faces and names of soldiers who had died, the war would have ended years ago. But the simple negligence that the mainstream media is responsible for, in my opinion, is they wouldn't do it because they understood that. No. Um, Is that they didn't want that coverage. They didn't want Americans pissed off at the war. They wanted the war to continue because they understood that their political affiliation wanted the war to continue because there were pockets being lined. And backs being padded. But the, so that back to what I was talking about, that drone strike that occurred on this vehicle, there are allegations in Kabul that 
many children were killed. I think up the count up to seven children were killed in that drone strike on this vehicle. So our justification is that we killed children, young children, to stop a bombing that we can or can and cannot prove was going to occur. The beast only knows one way, and that's violence. So this will be the last week I talk about Afghanistan, no matter what. I don't care if the entire nation ends up nuked next week. I'm done talking about it. It's uh, it's hard to watch. It's hard to talk about. Um, but I did want to cover some things for people to look up. If anyone uh, wanted to check into some things. But the news does not get any better because these are the days of insanity. So, this one is hard to fathom. But the feds open a civil rights investigation into five states limiting school mask mandates. Federal education officials are investigating whether attempts in five states to block schools from mandating masks constitutes a civil rights violation for students with disabilities. The United States Department of Education Civil Rights Office launched investigation in Iowa, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Utah on Monday, saying policies in those states may have prevented schools from taking steps to protect students whose medical conditions related to their disabilities put them at greater risk of getting severely ill from COVID. So, as a parent of a student in the state of Tennessee. I recently had to sign a waiver saying that I didn't want my child to be forced to be masked in schools. Now, there was the the default of this policy was that masks would be enforced. You could opt your child out and the school is not liable for anything that happens to your child or you. If your child catches COVID. Which is interesting because as of right now, as of this recording, I don't know anything about any stats that show that children, I'm talking young children in elementary school or early middle school, um, are at high risk of uh, dying from COVID. I think all of last year, it was around... 256 children under the age of 15 died of COVID. Some some stat like that. Um, that doesn't sound like a pandemic. That sounds like, like a better number than the average flu season. I think the flu every year kills more children than that by a tenfold. I think it, the average uh, count that I seen earlier was around 15 to 2,000. Uh, 1,500 to 2,000 children a year. 200 something uh sounds like a win um that i mean 
it's not great that children died. It's always tragic when a child dies. It's tragic when anyone dies. But the idea that it is racist to not force kids to wear a mask in school is the dumbest shit that I've ever heard. It is virtue signaling at its best. It's indoctrination at minimum. It is forcing compliance into children and parents. It's teaching children at a young age that no matter what you do, the federal government knows and cares the best about you. While at the same time, they will send you to go fight a war that's been raging since before you were fucking born. So they're investigating states because of their policies that are not forcing children to wear masks in schools. If you can opt out of it, it's not forced. The federal government does not like it. Um, so the, the move marks the latest escalation in tensions between federal and state officials over who can set the terms for safety precautions in schools. I know who should take precedent. It's not the federal government. It's not the states. It's not even the fucking teachers. You know who should have that determination? Each individual parent. It shouldn't be the school that determines whether or not your child wears a mask. As we've as we've recalled, you know, trust the science, right? Only doctors are allowed to make these calls. Get with your family physician. Have them make a determination as to whether your child is at high risk for COVID or not. Here's the trick. Most children are not at high risk. Even children that have underlying conditions are not at high risk. There are very, very few children who are at high risk. Uh, there's this claim that uh, the Delta variant is causing high numbers of death in children. I've not seen the stats yet. I've been looking. I've not found where it changes much. I've seen some pretty fancy headlines and some pretty fancy articles, but I've not seen hard, concrete evidence that Delta is killing kids at a higher rate. And once again, they're using schools to push policy. They're using schools as a bargaining chip. Are children as bargaining chips for wokeism or anti-wokeism? It, it, it's, a, it's a left versus right paradigm. It's they're using our children to push their bullshit legislation on us. They would rather let kids suffocate behind a mask or some Republicans would allow kids to die without a mask if that's what they needed. It's this idea that we as parents, we are not allowed to make these decisions because the omnipotent state knows best. I can tell you this right now. Um, when my kid acts a fool in school or he won't do something, they don't they don't call the state. They call us because they want to know how to get our child to do something, such as eat food. When our oldest one was in school, he didn't want to eat um, uh, his fruits and vegetables. They called us and asked, how did they fix this? Well, if the state knows everything, if they know so damn much, why don't they call the fucking state? Why don't they call CPS? Because they don't know shit about our children. We do. The department will fight to protect every student's right to access in-person learning, safety, and the right of 
the rights of local educators to put in place policies that allow all students to return to the classroom full time in person safely this fall. Education Secretary Miguel Cardona said in a statement. So I've talked to uh, a few educators here recently, and they're not a big fan of the mask mandates. Um, I don't know the politics. I don't walk into the school, and the first thing I ask a teacher that's teaching my child is, what's your political affiliation? Are you Republican? Are you Democrat? Independent? Libertarian? What are you? I want to know whether or not they can teach my kids. I don't give a shit their policies. If they start pushing their policies on my children, that becomes a problem. But they're there to teach, and that's what I trust them to do. Um, but a lot of them are adamantly against these mass mandates. They say that the children don't focus. They have trouble paying attention because they're fiddling with this thing on their face. They don't like it. It's not natural, and it's very distracting to them. You know, the kids' masks will have, like, SpongeBob or Paw Patrol, these characters on there, and they'll look around, and they'll pay attention to other people's masks. You're like, oh, well, what, which mask are you wearing today? It's uh, it's distracting, and kids aren't learning from it. Um, and this idea that they're going to have to close schools down again, again, because of these no-mask policies is absurd. Once again, children under the age of 15 are not at high risk for deaths from COVID. They can't even get the vaccine yet. I'm not even saying that kids probably should have the vaccine. I remember when I was a kid, when a kid in, in the school got chickenpox, my parents would tell me to go rub on them. So I would get it and go on. I'm not saying COVID and chickenpox are the same, but that your immune system as a child is much more uh, effective. You, you're, you're eating boogers, you're licking stuff, you're putting stuff in your mouth that you shouldn't be putting in your mouth. Your immune system is much more effective and it's developing and it's learning how to fight these things. If we want COVID to become a seasonal flu moving forward, we have to stop forcing these kids to be scared of COVID and start letting them be the first generation to adopt the uh, proteins from COVID and move forward. Teachers, uh, teachers association officials in the state's uh, two largest districts and some parents are pushing back. Michelle Sheriff, head of Metro National Education Association, said schools in Tennessee's second largest district already have seen thousands of students forced into quarantine or isolation due to COVID. Jimmy eats boogers. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that that's a thing. Um, teachers can choose to get vaccinated or not. Um, teachers can choose to wear a mask or not. There's plenty of studies that show that masking is actually worse than not masking. For the simple fact that when you have a mask on, you're messing with it. You're touching your face. Those germs can easily get from that section you're touching around your mask into your mouth. Where is it? It's this thing here. When was the last time you cleaned your cell phone? I'm not going to show you all my notifications because I don't know what's on there. When was the last time you cleaned your cell phone? You get COVID particles on your phone. It's glass. They've shown that glass, uh, COVID particles on glass transmit longer than anything else. But we're not talking about cleaning, like mandatory phone cleanings, right? Because that's not controlling people. It's not virtue signaling. 
you're not going to virtue signal by cleaning your phone. You're going to virtue signal by forcing kids to wear a mask, by forcing other people to wear a mask, showing that you care so much. This is exactly what I was leading up to, and this is why she's an amazing human being. Why don't we ban McDonald's? Why don't we ban sodas, energy drinks, pre-workout? Why don't we ban uh, sugar? Why don't we ban processed foods? These are all things that kill at a much higher rate than COVID. Heart disease kills more Americans every year than anything else. Nobody cares. It kills around 400 to 600,000 Americans a year. Why is that? You can say, oh, well, you know, your diet doesn't kill other people. Well, that's, that's probably true. But if you actually cared about people surviving, then why not care about the people who are dying of heart disease? Why not care about that 200,000 people spike in 2020 of people who died from heart disease because they couldn't go and get uh, medical treatments in hospitals? Because hospitals turned away non-essential, what they considered non-COVID or non-essential surgeries. It's about compliance. It's never been about your health. So COVID, uh, I'm sorry, uh, giving people choices is now racist. And unless you force uh, small minority children into wearing a face covering, um, you're now racist. So congratulations, America. We are still stupid. Another thing that is going to kill Americans, maybe. Is these 40 million people who rely on the Colorado River. And the Colorado River is drying up exponentially. So the Colorado River feeds several states. Um, now I'll read the, the first paragraph here for anyone who's on the audio version. On a 110 degree day several years ago, surrounded by piles of sand and rock in the desert outside of Las Vegas, I stepped onto a yellow cage large enough to fit three standing adults and was lowered 600 feet through a black hole into the ground. There at the bottom, amid pooling water and dripping rock, was an enormous machine driving a cone-shaped drill bit into the earth. The machine was carving a cavernous three-mile tunnel beneath the bottom of the nation's largest freshwater reservoir, Lake Mead. Jesus. Boycott Coors. Let's not taste the Rockies. So Lake Mead was a river, or I'm sorry, it was a, it was a reservoir formed by the construction of the Hoover Dam. Back in the 30s. And this uh, feeds four fairly large areas. Nevada, California, Arizona, and Mexico. Um, The reservoir hasn't been full since the 1980s. And in 2000, it began a steady decline caused by a drought. 
And so this has uh, massive consequences. Um, because every year, you know, people will talk about the, or will ignore the droughts in California and certain states. And they'll talk about how they're not going to allow people to use water for recreational things such as grass or watering plants or, you know, washing your car. Um, this would be why, um, as this reservoir dries up, um, Jesus, you people are fucking animals. Um, as this reservoir dries up, Americans will be faced with a very serious decision. It will be to either stay and weather out what may or leave and find better sources of water. Um, this is a major infrastructure problem that was also created and therefore caused by the federal government. The Hoover Dam was created in order to provide a steady source of uh, water for states like Nevada, Arizona, and uh, California. And now without it, pretty much, you know, the tens of millions of people that live in California will now have to find a new source of water. And it won't be easy. There are none. Now, should they decide or figure out a way to effectively and cheaply turn salt, sea salt water into fresh water, which would be a great free market solution. If they could find a way to do that, um, that'd be great. The problem is, is California is a shit-run state, run by shit people, with shit policies, um, with shit gun laws. But if they could find a way... Uh, they would tax the hell out of it and run everybody out anyways. So, yeah, desalination is a process, but it's a very expensive process. Um, and everything I've seen, um, there's no effective way to to source it to millions of people. Um, the other, so the other issue with desalination, so desalination just means removing the salt from water. Um, what are you going to do with this salt? Um, what are you going to do with the byproducts of desalinization? Um, it's another issue. So, yeah, it's uh, it's getting rough over there. And the western states, as always, I will always tell people, Tennessee is the best state in the union. Move here and keep your bullshit anti-gun policies where you are at. Separation is a highly expensive and energy-intensive process throughout chemical engineering. Yes, it is. Uh, fusion and fission, not in the nuclear sense, are very expensive, typically when the two items don't want to separate or be joined. So, and the irony is not lost on me in the order in which I did these two segments. So, at me, bro. So, good news is that the levees held in Louisiana. The bad news is that there are millions of people 
who are now without power. Entire cities have been destroyed. Coastal islands pretty much eradicated. Um, and now CNN is saying, and here comes the heat. Um, millions of Gulf, Gulf bleh, millions of Gulf Coast residents who survived Ida's devastating winds and deluge of rain face a new danger. Power outages that are expected to last for weeks, coupled with periods of excessive heat. If only we could find a way to move that water from there to California. Ida, for those of you who have been living under a rock for the last week or two, Ida uh, made landfall Sunday as a Category 4 hurricane has already contributed to five deaths, including a drowning in Lafayette, Louisiana. Hundreds of people have been rescued, but search and rescue crews haven't been able to access some of the hardest-hit areas, so it's not clear yet how many residents might still be trapped by flooding or debris. And as we, as people move into these areas and start exploring again, uh, we'll see. It's highly likely we'll see the death count rise. Hopefully not, but it's usually a safe bet. It'll rise by usually single digits, hopefully. Um, electricity, according to early reports, won't be restored for a month or, you know, some months in some areas. Um, when you have large scale outages like this, um, it's, uh, there's only so much that can be done. I'm just going to kind of try and scroll through some of the photos here of what's going on. I've not seen these photos before, but this man right here, I'm, I'm kind of into that. That's why I, I need people to do two things. One, convince my wife to let me buy either a five ton or a deuce and a half, and then start a GoFundMe for a five ton or a deuce and a half. Yeah, it's it's uh, that sheen right there. For those of you who don't know, that sheen right there is oil or other, you know, uh, uh, hydrophobic, uh, yeah, hydrophobic, uh, hydrophobic. That's the word. Sorry, hydrophobic uh, liquids, um, that don't mix with water. That's what hydrophobic means. It won't mix with the water. Usually, it's oil or some kind of other liquid similar to oil or oil-based product um, that will run off. It is a devastating scene. Um, yeah. There is a lot of damage in a lot of areas. There are a lot of charities out there right now that are looking for donations and support. And if you are someone, yes, yes. 
it looks exactly like a war zone. And it's fought by an enemy we cannot defeat, which is Mother Nature. She is the most fickle of mistresses, and she is devastating at best. And just uh, from the International Space Station, um, just the, the massive size of Ida, just the scope of how large it is. Um, it's and category doesn't necessarily mean size. There's a there's a classification based on rainfall, we uh, wind speeds, and all these things. Um, and it's just it's massive. I mean, there's the eye. You gotta think that eye was probably maybe a couple miles wide, and all the rest of this is nothing but pure devastation and hatred. I'm going to touch on this. I wasn't going to, but I'm going to touch on this. Um, the simple fact that they included a woman who was wearing a mask um, as the storm rifted off is telling about the nature and the culture of uh, Branch Covidians and how insane people take the whole mask or die concept. That there is a, it looks like a Chevy Colorado, maybe a Silverado. I think it's probably closer to Colorado. Got the, the, it's part of the AC system. You got the evaporator and the, not the evaporator. I'm struggling or not. It's got the side glass up there. I can't remember it right now, but um yeah that's that shows you how deep some of the flooding can be the convention center is not a shelter and i would guarantee you this convention center was built with taxpayer funds but they will turn away the masses looking for aid and shelter this is the earnest m memorial earnest n Memorial Convention Center in New Orleans on Sunday. It's just image after image of people losing everything and government failure. So this is a good one. So crews reopen a floodgate to help trapped motorists who missed a closure deadline on Saturday. So these are people going out of their way to push open a gate so people can escape. Yeah, pull to Joel Olstein. For those of you who don't know, Joel Olstein is probably one of the wealthiest pastors in the world outside of the Pope. Um, but the, the Pope is of Catholic faith, and uh, Joel Olstein claims to be of the Christian faith, I believe. 
it's it's a whole thing if you're not in a religion it won't make sense but it's like different sex um joel olstein uh turned away people from this mega church of his down in texas during a, a massive hurricane very similar to ida and uh left people homeless and to die um it's uh, it's atrocious once again, it just shows um, unparalleled faith in something, whether it be an institution, a religion, or no, I shouldn't say religion, a, a church, a person, or a government is always misplaced. Um, these are things filled by people who can easily be corrupted by money. This is a, if I can get it off of here, CNN article, it's entitled, Ida left more than one million without power, possibly weeks, and now comes the scorching heat. Um, if you would like to go through some more of these photos, they're really heart-wrenching, gut-wrenching photos that just show the true devastation of uh, weather and how bad storms can be um, to man-made objects. So to the conclusion to this week's uh, terribly done uh, news show is a piece of advice. I promised I would do advice every week, and uh, this week I will give a piece of advice. I did it, so you don't have to, but whatever you do, do not Google flet- felching, F-E-L-C-H-I-N-G. Don't do it. And save yourself that heartache. But with that being said, check out tomorrow night when Will Darty and Braxton Voorhees goes live on Not A Real Veterans Podcast at 7 p.m. Eastern Freedom Time. And then Thursday night, check out Not A Real Libertarian Podcast. We have a guest this week. I can't remember who it is. Who is our guest? It is... Eric Parker. So check it out. 7 p.m. Eastern Freedom Time. And that is my child screaming at me. Sean Thorne. He is scheduled next week. September the 10th. So for those of you who don't know, Sean Thorne is running a campaign up in Alaska. Go check him out. Um, I don't know what his website is. I don't have it off the top of my head. But yes, next week will be Sean Thorne. Yes, oops, you. Um, But Eric Parker will be this week. Sean Thorne next week. And yes, don't Google felching. PickSean.com. That is hilarious. And I'm actually going to go look at that. Does he live in Alaska? Yes, in fact. Sean Thorne does, in fact, live in Alaska. And he is asked exclusively if he can come on the show and talk about guns. And you know me. I hate guns and everything about them. They're scary. They're yucky. They're ew. Um... Guns are for criminals and psychopaths with no hair who shave their head bald. 
And I would never forget Tom for 52.com. That's T-O-M-F-O-R-5-2.com. And that's it. Don't Google felching. It's disgusting. Um, But I know some of you will do it, and that's why I mentioned it this week. But as advice, don't Google felching. F-E-L-C-H-I-N-G. And that's it for tonight's episode. Go check out uh, my man Will and Braxton tomorrow. Yo, I'm not maybe shaving my eyebrows. Um, If you raise enough money, I will shave my eyebrows. I will put it that way. Because I'm a capitalist and I will do anything for money. Like you, I don't know what you're referring to. Anyways, go check it out. Tomorrow night, uh, Braxton and Will, they may have a guest on. They may not. It's a surprise to everyone. Love you. Good night.